Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Roundtable. My name is Dion, and I'm joined here today with Phil and Andrew. Today, we'll be discussing training versus exercising for health and non-performance goals. But to start us off, we're going to switch it up today because Phil says we act too much like businessmen on a personal <laughs> training podcast. So he just wants to have us kind of change the flow of the podcast a little bit today, which is, I agree with him. Right, Andrew? How'd you feel about that one? Yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. <laughs> so, Phil, drop us drop some knowledge. What did you want to switch it up to? Basically, you know, we're just like, we're actual buds, bros talking. But like, I feel like we always start off as if we're like just coworkers. Just like, here's what we're talking about. What do you think <laughs> about the topics? So, you know, we, we got on just like a few moments ago. Basically, like, how, how was y'all's week? You know, I think I think we didn't record last week. So it's been about two weeks you know uh yeah. enjoying the like cooler fall weather um i'm all right man last week was kind of hectic for me yeah um yeah i just had like a lot a lot a lot going on um and like the switching like we were trying to do the podcast what was it like it was friday and then you're like can we do it like tomorrow yeah. and I was like yo tomorrow i'm like booked up i had like tournaments and stuff going on mm-hmm. um but yeah my, my week's been going all right i had to i was sitting and i was thinking about like what what am i doing with my fitness journey and like how like what are the pros and cons that i'm doing like what am i doing right what am i doing wrong it kind of had some time to reassess what was going on so i sat down and just wrote up a whole new exercise program because i was feeling a little lethargic and i'm like all right i got into soccer again it's pretty like small time you know but they're keeping it pretty good with like the covid stuff going on so they're not allowing you into the building until 15 minutes before and they're making sure that they sanitize everything uh, before the next team comes in and they're trying to limit the amount of people that come into the building at one time so you're not around like 60 people you know like the typical soccer or or like pickup basketball where there's just people standing on the sidelines like yo i got next like no you don't have next (laughs) (laughs) So, so um that was fun i i got back into some soccer and been crushing souls my first game back after like not playing for a year i scored two goals on my left foot and i'm not even left foot dominant but <laughs> nice. yeah i was hype man honestly there's there's about. something about getting back into a sport that you love and just really just letting loose and i was like i did get body checked for the first time in a while and i totally forget how like ag- aggressive i am as a human being because like it didn't like Mate, I I don't know the word I want. He's like, I didn't want to like punch the guy in the in the face or anything, but I got so fired up. I was like, who the hell do you think you're touching? <laughs> like, like <laughs> totally forgot what it was like. So it was a, it was like a good week. I took some time off from like streaming and whatever, trying to get my life back on track. Um, and yeah, today you know, just looking forward to this. Got my synergy kombucha, um, gingerberry. Nice. So, you think you've acquired a, more of a taste for kombucha? Not at all. I'm just trying to get us sponsored by kombucha. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll take the hit. I respect that hustle. 
Yeah. I, I'll take that that sponsorship from like almost anything that I sort of enjoy. Like if I had to come on back, I eat scrambled eggs every morning. We're sponsored <laughs> by Eggland's Best. Like I don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take that. Real food sponsorships only. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> what do we say? Like our sponsorship, like we take any sponsorship if it's remotely like reasonable. Like, <laughs> like I'll take a I'll take like yeah, we'll we'll scrutinize like supplements to the end of time, but like anything else, whatever. Yeah, Yankee Candle wants to sponsor us. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah, I'll take bro, it. Bro, you, you see my candle right here, bro? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll take, take a that. Yankee Candle sponsorship. Totally. Today. I'll take a hair tie sponsorship. Yo, a haircut sponsorship would be great, dude. If I was getting free spon- uh free haircuts. No, I was saying hair ties. Like hair tie. Oh, hair I don't, ties. My hair is not that long. You can't tell my my camera's been messed up. I don't know if it's my computer or what, but the um oh. the video never comes through on the podcast, but you can kind of see that my hair is like pretty long on top, but not nearly long enough for a hair tie. Bro, I'm gonna put you guys on some game right now because you both are high level personal trainers. You need to have a pack of hair ties in your gym bag hmm. at all times. Reason being is how many times have you been in the gym and the girl next to you breaks her hair tie and you can go, hey, here's a hair tie. Or your client breaks their hair tie and you just have a hair tie for them and they're like, wow, that's really thoughtful. And it's the small things that count. I huh. always have a, like a pack of band aids. Two packs of sugar and hair ties in my in my bag. That's what you get for dating a girl personal trainer. No, I, I had this before her. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was yeah, Phil. How's your how's your week, man, boss? It was pretty good. Uh, I took a little. I took like the end of last week off from lifting. I think I did. It was either Monday and Tuesday, and then I took the last few days off so I could do like a a self like raced is it's like i don't want i don't want to call it a race because it was just me on my own and time trial isn't a word that a lot of people are used to but like i i raced a 10k just like from my house down you know to buy the pier and hoboken and then back and i did really well but it's like it's it's like the um we had this conversation about the uh the deadlift record it's like if it's not set in a competition you got to kind of put an asterisk by it so like yeah i know i got a best time but like there's there's still so many other factors that like i i use it as a marker to say like i'm in like the best the a better shape than i was the last time i did this race but like i'm not gonna you know call it an official time but yeah. uh, other than that, you know, work's been going pretty well. Uh, our new house, we've been here for about a month now. And it's like almost, we're like 98% unpacked and decorated pretty well. Organization's getting under control. And, uh, you know, our routine is getting a little better. And uh, work's going pretty well. Jim's feeling pretty good. You know, everything's going going okay. I love that. What was your time? Uh, it was forty three eighteen. So it was like that's pretty quick. Forty three eighteen for what was this now again? A ten k. So it was like a six fifty five pace. And for those who are listening who don't know what a ten k is, how many miles is a 10K? ten k? Ten ten k is like six and a quarter miles. That's so uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny because that's like one of the shortest. Like I I have been racing mostly marathons and half marathons for like years. And maybe I'll do like a 5k like every, you know, every year. But like, 
compared to, you know, a half marathon and a marathon, I'm, I'm like, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm doing a shorter race with the 10K. But uh, it's completely different. How about you, Andrew? How was your week? Uh, it was good, man. Started a new job doing landscaping now, which is pretty cool because in, I mean, our area in New York, you don't really landscape in October, November, December. No, you don't, but, yeah. So I've been doing that. And then uh, signed up for a meet, actually. Uh, Monday is 21 weeks out from a meet in Pennsylvania. I can't remember exactly where, but yeah. So I'll be training for that now, which will be cool because that, I don't know, training for a meet and just training in general for me at least is two completely different mindsets. Oh, yeah, sick. definitely. I got that. Um, yeah. Training without like a specific upcoming goal is really hard for me. I've been trying to uh, like my in the gym training has been different recently because I've just been trying to like back off. I've been trying to like mix it up here and there and uh, not with any like upcoming goal, just trying to like monitor my progress as time passes. And it's it's so much harder to like make sure a workout gets done. Uh, you, you still have a coach, right? How's your like have you already started like planning out your like season, I guess you could call it? Um, I have two more weeks of the month mm-hmm. that we had before I started the meet. I talked to him. He's like, yeah, just finish th- this next two weeks out and then we'll go from awesome. there. Cause I mean, 20, yeah, 21 weeks out is still pretty, pretty far along. So you don't really have to get too, too crazy too quickly, but mm-hmm. just pretty much working on work capacity stuff, which for people that don't know what that means, it's like, you can be really good at doing reps, like 10 reps or 20 reps, but you could be really good at doing 10 reps every minute on the minute for 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. like your work, your work capacity, that's, that's different than being good with just reps. But so yeah, we're doing some work capacity stuff cause I'm out of shape cause of COVID and I didn't do anything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, after that, yeah, we'll probably start getting, getting pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know what we have planned. Do you have like a set goal for this already or are you, um, waiting for a while to see like how you're, how you progress? I always set goals before a meat prep Mm -hmm. and I definitely think I'm going to take my nutrition a lot more serious this time. I take water a lot more serious. Like before it was more of just like getting the workouts done and then eating as much as I can. But you know, some days when you don't feel like eating, you don't eat as much. And so I just, I'm working on being a lot more consistent. So I don't know where my numbers will be and how quickly they'll jump back up to where I was pre-covid but if everything was the best day ever i would hit a 440 squat between 275 and 295 bench and then a 440 deadlift cool uh are those like are you aiming for big prs i think you're you did almost 400 on the squat right last meet i went to i did 402 i think (laughs) it was just barely over i think it was like 182.5 kilos uh yeah i think that's like just over um 2.2 that's it's like 402.375 yeah yeah, it's something crazy so i hit that in the squat and i hit 264 again in the bench which i did that i was heartbroken bro i wanted to hit 275 (laughs) so bad but i missed my first attempt at 264 and so just to kind of save my total i i went 264 again and then hit it, which was good. But and then I hit four thirty in the deadlift. My meet before that, I hit four forty. I think I could hit more than a four four forty deadlift, but we'll see. I'm not even sure if I'm going to be competing conventional or sumo yet. Interesting. 
Uh, we were talking a little earlier today about how you're switching federations just for, uh, you know, just for this meet and that if they're going to have like different weight classes and that you're going to be at a weight class that's like in between the ones you did. Uh, you did a weight class that was, I think you said it was like a 205 and a 230 weight class. And this time you're going in a 220 weight class. Do you think that's going to like affect your performance trying to be like at a different weight on meet day? Before Dion started his eight week like weight loss challenge, which ended up being my eight week weight gain challenge, um, I was sitting around like 218, 219. Mm -hmm. And so the USAPL, they go kilos. <clears throat> so 97, I believe, is the weight class that I was competing at my first meet, which was 205, 205 pounds. And then I went into my next meet at 207. So I was just heavy enough to not be in the 80 or no, 97 kilo weight class. I was in the 105 kilo weight class, which I think is like 231 or 232. Yeah. And then the USPA, they go with pounds. So it'd be either 198, 220, or 242. And I don't think I'll be weighing anywhere <laughs> close to 242 pounds. That's a lot of weight. So that is, yeah, it's a lot of yeah, weight. And so me. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely heavy. I, I mean, maybe next year we'll see. Because if I can, if I can sit around two twenty-five, and then just cut a couple pounds, because the USPA also does um, twenty-four hour weigh-ins, not two hour weigh-ins. Oh yeah, that's not bad. So uh, yeah, so I can come in at two twenty, yeah, mm -hmm. and then you know actually weigh like two twenty-five, two twenty-six. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know yeah. Um, depending on how how well I I weigh cut. So it's terrible. Like yeah, I know a lot of people who do that like they'll they'll sit at like 235 or something and somehow like drop to like 220 and like and like and then oh, like yeah. a, and then like in 24 hours they, they gain like 10 pounds <laughs> it's like that sounds like did, some how, terrible dehydration it is bad and it's it's but it that's why like they dislike um doing the 24-hour weigh-ins and same thing with like ufc fighters they're, they've been kind of trying to cut that because ufc fighters will come in weighing like some insane amount more like 10 to 15 pounds heavier than when they fight and they wow. just because it's 24 hours so they just dehydrate themselves to mm -hmm. nothing can barely walk just stand on the scale and then they go rehydrate with like like ivs and and stuff and they're just like they're back to normal like and you don't you don't yeah. need that long to like feel okay after and okay there's a couple of uh, documentaries about that on youtube that i watched there's one fighter that dropped like 30 something pounds before a fight wow. and he ended up not being able to fight because like he just couldn't get his dehydration like he yeah. was doing all these crazy things in this hotel in order to drop weight and he just looked like shit and he was getting shaky and couldn't sleep and it was like, I wouldn't want to do it. I never condone weight cuts unless they're like a five pound weight cut. That's fine. Maybe even 10 pounds, but anything above 10 pounds, you're getting really dangerous yeah. at that point. I mean, like the way they do it is so, it's so reckless. And that's like the thing is it's like, it's, yeah. whenever you put, I feel put large sums of money involved into some stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when it gets bad. But I do, I do approve of like making weigh-ins like a couple hours before, because then that definitely, incentivizes people from doing those drastic weight cuts like you said you're going to come in like lose like three pounds before and you're like all right like that's fine for me and that's really hard for some people then that like makes them go in their like true weight class like you can't be a 270 pound person 
and then drop to like the 220 weight class and then like next thing you <laughs> be, like, be like bro you're 300 pounds like, <laughs> like this is that's nuts though man i'm i'm hyped for you i really am yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun if you're most uh, on, on my instagram if the weight classes are in pounds is the are the lifts in pounds still or are they in kilos i believe they're in pounds cool interesting i wonder why yeah. uh the two federations one does pounds one does kilos i wonder if there's like a you, reason for that yeah the usapl wants to be recognized internationally ah okay and so that's why they do kilos and then the uspa is just the united states powerlifting association so they fucking run it in pounds oh, that makes can sense. you qualify for the international meets through uspa uh i don't that's a really good question <laughs> Y'all ready to get into these topics? I'm so ready to get into all so topics. Ready. <laughs> I am so I'm not ready for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we kind of got into the first one about training for yeah. exercise and <laughs> I wanted, competition. A yeah, bit. yeah we're already kind of talking about, about it. Like, I was thinking about that when you were talking about, like, not feeling like you're trained for your, your um, like, training for a meet is different than training just to train. And it, it reminded me of another personal trainer like checked me and not like really like actually checked me, but kind of like brought it to my attention. I was like, man, I'm slacking so much. I'm like, I only hit the gym like four times this week. Like <laughs> bro, like for an average person, like two times going to the gym is like very good. I'm like, stop. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And then I like sat back and thought about it. I was like, you're right. Like I'm over here, like, like being mad upset because like I'm used to training like five days a week. And the average person doesn't need to even train anywhere near that. Like just training for health, you could just once once a week is good. You know, getting activity in your in your daily life is good, and you don't need to have like these extravagant goals. Like, and I'm I'm we were like talking about this before the podcast too, how we like talk about our like competition goals and stuff. Like, I tend to forget that my mindset as a person of like training five to six days a week is so totally different than what is necessary or recommended you know like you just need a minimum of like 150 minutes of exercise in a week and that can be done multiple times throughout a week that can be done one time in a week you, it just depends on your schedule what you're doing like if you're exercising for your health find something that you like to do enjoy um and then add it into like a habit forming instance you know like go to the gym if you if you have a trainer somebody like a friend that you like to work out with I mean, I personally don't like to work out with friends because I don't like we were talking about work rate. I just can't I can't train with somebody else. I like to move through all my exercises relatively fast. So like knowing your type of program is important, I feel. And I always listen to sad music. Like what kind of music do you guys listen to when you work out? Like I'm listening to like Ray J and and like Party Next Door and like Mozart and shit, like literally the most somber music. Like you take my headphones off and it's about how like someone broke up with me, like ushers. <laughs> and my friends are like, yo man, I want to listen to some like rock. And I'm like, can we just listen to like Mary J. Blige, like crying <laughs> over some piano? Like, <laughs> I do love Mary J. Blige. She's, she's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. If you don't like her, you don't have the soul. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have like a specific like music that you listen to? Like before we, we get deep into this. I, uh, I mean, I know the most generic answer ever is that I listen to everything, <laughs> but I listen to a lot of 
like underground rap. Okay. Like Aesop Rock or uh, Atmosphere, you know, and then I also listen to a lot of like heavy, heavy rock, like punk, old punk, fucking. <laughs> a bunch of different stuff man i like i don't know like sometimes i want to go in and just bob my head to a really nice rap beat and other times i want to get angry and just listen to people yell at me That's awesome. so it depends on the day i guess <laughs> yeah i um the in the gym i don't really uh try to listen to music because the gym that i work at and also do my workouts in has music playing usually so Trying, I've tried before, like putting headphones in over the music that's playing, and it just gets too noisy, and I can't really think very much. Uh, but when I like go other places, or you know, the music's not as loud, or I'm going for runs, usually I, uh, I like, um, like I rotate between like electronic dance type music, uh, not just like you know club music, but like you know, uh, I like the kind that. Um, the like bouncy kind of happy kind, not the like hard, like do, 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 but like the, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the more modern, cheerful, happy electronic. And then yeah. I also like, uh, also like you, Andrew, I like some like not as famous rap music, like um, uh, MF Doom and hieroglyphics and, you know, some stuff like that. And then uh, sometimes I honestly just like, I'll, I'll look some stuff up when I'm, you know, like I'm feeling in the mood of like being in control, but sometimes I just let Spotify decide. I'm like, all right, what's what's one of the players of the week? And then I just, you know, choose one of those and Whoa. don't think about it too much. You are you are playing a game of high risk there, Phil. <laughs> and Spotify <laughs> choose for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> sometimes I like to listen to podcasts while I'm running too. Uh, but only when I'm like able to think well enough. If I'm like real tired, I I gotta switch to music because I can't like process what I'm listening to. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I listened to one podcast once, and it was about Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's a clinical psychologist. And over the past like six months, he's been like highly depressed and trying to go through uh, like a benzo withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And so the first podcast I listened to is this one. I'm in the gym, and he starts talking about like all these awful side effects of depression, and I just got really sad uh, <laughs> so i so I, I stopped listening to the podcast i don't want to think that hard i just want to listen to yeah <laughs> there's, there's a lot of days where i'm just like I, I need something to tune out and you know just vibe to yeah i just feel like when i'm in the gym it's my temple of relaxation and i don't like to be angry when i'm in the gym i don't know why like even my best lifts are never are never from being like upset like i don't i'm not the type of person where i can like walk into a gym and be like all right i'm so pissed off today i'm gonna like just throw around weight and then like next thing i know i like tear my rotator cuff because i'm angry. <laughs> like the best lifts i've ever got i just like kind of walked in and like all right you know today's been a good day but i'm just gonna relax and i'm like oh snap like yeah i just hit like my max on my my squat this is awesome so yeah, I feel like people who uh, they do that, like get an angry thing, like, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with like, uh, having a like a pump up kind of routine and trying to like psych yourself up. But then like, the days where I have the best lifts or like, you know, feel the best are never predictable. And if I like try to force it, I feel like it's always, uh, it's always like, I don't want to say it's a letdown, because sometimes it, you know, I try to lift heavy and it, you know, it goes well. Uh, but other times it's like, you know, if you try to psych yourself up too much and it's just not the day, I mean, you know, you got to like feel it out a little bit. 
I, I told the story a few weeks ago when we were recording an episode about a guy in my gym who grunts before, during, and after his sets. Uh, and not just like, er, but like scream grunting over by the preacher curl station. And dude, it's, it's just like, I, like, are you having a good time? Calm down. I don't know. Like, <laughs> are we coming here to enjoy ourselves? Awesome. <laughs> not him. Not him. No. Not. He's avenging a death somewhere. Jeez. I believe it. <laughs> he lost in his World of Warcraft account. <laughs> no, yeah. He's angry. Yeah. That's yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I've always been one to get pretty hyped before lifts, but I've never been the one to like get angry at anything. <laughs> Dude, how hyped is hype? I definitely like yelling though. How hyped yeah. is hype? I don't know. Pretty hyped. <laughs> well, my Instagram has some pretty, some pretty good ones where I get pretty pumped up. But it's typically when I'm by myself in the gym. I don't like the gym's packed. I'm not sitting there grunting and groaning about Have you ever me working out. The gym? When, it, when, oh, it's, when there's more than one person in there. <laughs> uh one time on accident i did i was at perth fitness and i didn't realize that there was someone who lived above the gym oh and so it was like five o'clock in the morning and i went to go hit 405 for three in the deadlift got it up for two and then i just started getting fucking all sorts of <laughs> yelling and shit started yelling ended up not hitting the rep and then this guy comes downstairs all fucking red-eyed and confused and why there's someone yelling at the gym at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and then another time i got myself all hyped up and i ended up taking off my shirt because i thought i was by myself and i wasn't by myself oh wow damn so that was embarrassing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm dead that's actually i think that that... in a gym before hardcore <laughs> like i just i don't get that intense when i lift like even when i'm trying to like you know go for something pretty heavy or max like i just like i get all like i get hyped up and psyched but it's all in my head i just like you know i i try to like not think about it too much and just like focus on like the lift itself but i don't get like scream or like grunt kind of angry i think that this leads pretty much into uh into like the topic we're talking about pretty well about how like you know we're talking about like getting really intense and hyped up and yelling before lifting but like that whole idea is something that like most people who go to gyms would be like, why would you ever do that? I just want to like be healthy. Like, you know, if we're talking about someone, uh, you know, just trying to like lift because it's good for you, like this kind of like high intensity, you know, screaming stuff is probably like a put off for them. So like yeah. the, the idea of like intensity, but also like how to train for someone who, who wants to go to the gym, but doesn't like, care about you know maxing out or anything like that you know uh what are your what are y'all's thoughts on like uh different like approaches to training those people like as trainers but also like tips for those people uh like if if they don't want to have a trainer i would say like tips for training like as a trainer if you have a client who doesn't have high competitive like a high competition goal or you know they're just training because they understand that they have some health risks um I would say this is like the moment where you, you kind of have to take a step further as a trainer and get to know them a little bit more as a person. They're, they're the things that they enjoy, um, the reason why they got into this. I've been trying to do this now as a trainer more um, recently. Is like just like getting their feelings on what brought them to me. Like, like, hey, how did you feel when you were like looking for a trainer? Were you nervous? Did you have anxiety? Like, did you feel okay? 
was this hard for you to do? Did like a friend pressure you into into doing this? Did your did your parents tell you you needed to get this? Did you feel some form of like body conscious? You know, is that why you did this? Um, and just get an understanding of maybe it's a little bit deeper than just like, you know, because I feel like at the face value, it's like, oh, you want to get in better shape. Well, is that because you feel negatively about your body? Or is that because someone pressured you into doing this? Is that because you think this is the right thing to do? So you kind of get a feel for that and like just just kind of move through it. Like understand you as a person. And maybe your goal for health is just like you saw like a parent have emphysema or diabetes and you don't want to be like that. So then you you understand like, all right, well, we're going to give you just, you know, some basic exercises to keep your body moving, to keep your body functioning. Maybe they they understand that exercise is important for their job. You know, maybe they're a landscaper and they know that proper lifting technique is important. So maybe you don't even have to emphasize on doing, you know, exercises to build strength, just proper lifting techniques and teaching them proper techniques on how to how to move weight or move their body. Maybe maybe their job, they're sitting at a desk and you're like, all right, well, here we're gonna work on posture, we're gonna work on your core. And and by do by delving into them as a person, then you get insight into modifying their programming in a way that is is specific to them that might not even be about lifting weights like i've i've had a client before who they were a dancer and they didn't want to really build a lot of muscle but they needed to work on you know accessory groups like their their shoulders and their hip flexors and they were hyper flexible so i had to like delve into like what it was like to be a dancer like what exercises that might improve you know their balance their core strength and it was very difficult because <laughs> i feel like dancers have a like are one of the strongest people in the world they're always they're so body conscious their their body is super strong because they're constantly moving it so it's it's one of those things like as a trainer that is that is very important and if you're just an average person um who understands that your health might be declining because of non-exercising I would say, you know, um, just try to like figure out a few exercises that you like to do, maybe contact a trainer or, you know, like I said before, work out with a friend and do do things that make you feel good. You know, like you don't have to do bicep curls or, you know, squats if you don't like to, but no, like maybe doing leg press is something that you can do and it doesn't hurt you and doesn't cause you any pain. And it's something that you actively understand and you feel safe with. So maybe find something like safety in your exercises. I feel a lot of people try to do unsafe exercises like squatting or bench pressing because they think that's what they need to do. And like, you don't have to do that. You can use a, a chest press machine if you feel safe, you know? So those would be my, like my tips. Like I, I definitely feel as a competitive human being, I like, I look past a lot of those things. And I might not post that on my Instagram, which is why I love that Phil's been holding his Instagram down. Shameless Instagram plug for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I definitely do all the nonsense stuff. Like, oh, look, I did five muscle ups. Or, hey, look at me do this, like, clean and press. Like, not everyone needs to do that, you know? <laughs> so that, that's it for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. No, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head for mostly everything because – if you can take your life and make your workouts sport specific to your life, meaning if you want to be a grand 
parent who can pick up and play with their kids, you know, you should work on some proper lifting technique. You should work on maybe some flexibility and mobility. If you want to be a power lifter, you should work with a powerlifting coach and work with a barbell quite a bit. If you want to be a runner, you know, you should do running. But the people who don't want to compete necessarily, and I think there's a few different types of people. There are people who don't care about their health and they're not competitive. And those people probably aren't going to really work out no matter what because they don't care about their health and they don't really care about competing. There's the people who care about their health but don't care about competing. And those are the people that I think need to find a way in the long-term sense of like time in a way that you find enjoyable and is most beneficial for you. Like I know a lot of people that I talk to really enjoy yoga. That's one way they find success and in, in being healthy. That's awesome. I love it. And then there's the people who maybe like competing and don't care about their health. I would, eh, I'm kind of in that category because I'm just more so a power lifter than a general health person. And I think I've made that pretty apparent in my diet in the past couple other podcasts. And then obviously there's people who are competitive and do care about their health. And those people probably do way better than I do, which is why I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about my diet and consistency this next week prep. <clears throat> but I think the biggest thing is just finding what you enjoy doing. That's like the number one step and the number one goal. If you enjoy doing it and it keeps you active, then that's perfect. You don't need to be doing anything crazy. You don't need to be doing muscle ups or like clean and presses. Like you said, you can just do some really nice stretches and do some yoga or go for walks, runs maybe. And if you do happen to like resistance training, then that's great and awesome. And the best thing for you. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I think that your uh, your like point about categorizing people was like it, it made a lot of sense because I I think about that a lot about how there's there's that one category that doesn't come up that often about like people who are so competitive that they they aren't focused on health that we think about people who like go to the gym or are very active as very health focused but then sometimes people will bring up you know like what about, you know, Eddie Hall or Brian Shaw's 12,000 calorie diets? Like those can't be healthy. And, you know, when you ask that question, it's like some people are, are truthfully sacrificing their health for their sport, uh, like the NFL. Like, you know, as much as uh, no one in the NFL wants to, like, you know, get hurt actively, like they know they're engaging in a very dangerous sport that like the like the level of injury in the NFL is so much higher than, you know, the general population and that like they don't like their careers don't last very long, but like they compete because they make a lot of money and they enjoy competing. And, uh, you know, for most people around the world, that level of intensity in, in competition isn't very common. And then uh, you also hit that, like, you know, there are people who, uh, you know, they want to be healthy, but they're not at all competitive in any way. They're just like, what do I do if I want to be healthy? And the way that you uh, described the like, just find something you like, that's like the first thing I tell almost anyone when, you know, I get the like the friend who's like, you know, I know you don't want to write a program, but like, what's the thing I should do? And I'll tell them like, I don't like anything, just, just do something that you'll keep doing, you know, the most optimal program in the world that you do for two months 
isn't going to beat the program or the, you know, the exercises you're able to do for 10 years. You know, we're, we're doing all these competitive things because we enjoy them, but eventually we'll stop. And hopefully the habits of enjoying being at the gym won't stop. And that, you know, if you like someday ever stop powerlifting and, you know, if, if I stop running, you know, racing for running and, you know, I still enjoy the activities and you, we all still enjoy what we do well enough to like stay doing them. That's much more important in the long run that like, you know, we're developing lifelong habits. And I think that, you know, I've been talking about this a lot with my coworkers and clients recently that like, it's, it's much more important that you develop the habit of including uh, physical activity and exercise somehow into your life than it is whether you pick to do chest press or push-ups or bench press or, you know, squats with a barbell versus a dumbbell, you know, all of these variations and how you do them or, you know, running versus walking. I mean, doing something is so much better than doing nothing. And if you hate something, but you think it's good for you, uh, you know, you're probably not going to do it for very long. You know, adherence is much more important than selection of exercises. Uh, and I think about that in terms of like, when people ask about like running and stuff, it's like, yeah, you could run or you could walk or you could do yoga or you could do, you know, classes or, you know, just biking around town or you could walk to work instead, you know, just getting some amount of activity instead of no activity is so much better. Uh, and then I think in terms of like stuff in the gym and resistance training, you know, the reason that I, uh, I have my clients do things like squats and deadlifts isn't because I think that they should be trying to up their one rep max or, you know, they, I want to instill a competitive spirit in everyone. Uh, but the, the reason for that is, and not to, not to get on like the fads of, uh, you know, whatever the, like the word functional, uh, but I think that doing activities that mimic daily living, uh, if that's what we could define functional as, is really important. Uh, and, you know, this is how they test, uh, like, physical function in the elderly. They just have them, like, be in a chair and stand up without using their arms, you know, a certain number of times in a minute or something like that. And, you know, I tell people, I'm like, you know, you should do some form of a squat and, you know, if you absolutely don't want to, we don't have to. It's still important to work the legs somehow to, like, you know, develop lean muscle. Uh, but I recommend it because it's very much like daily living. It's like, you know, if you're sitting down and you get up, what is that? It's just a squat. And, you know, we should be comfortable doing things that, uh, you know, mimic daily living. And any way you can find to work in those types of things, you know, a squat is like getting up from a chair. Deadlifts are like picking up your, you know, bags of groceries. You know, that's why I have people do those because, you know, you, you do those types of activities in the gym so that they can get easier outside of the gym. And you can do them in any way at all. You know, it doesn't have to be with a barbell. You don't have to be a power lifter. Use dumbbells, use, you know, kettlebells or like, you know, body weight, TRX, anything honestly and and yoga is a great example because yoga involves uh something that's very different from a lot of traditional gym exercises because it uh it involves a lot of like getting into a position that is sort of like a gym exercise but then holding it in that position 
which like when we do stuff like squats, we do like, you know, whatever, like set of three, set of five, set of 10, but then like we're moving the whole time. Uh, but in yoga, like they get into this position that's like, you know, you're stressing the muscles in like the legs or the arms or whatever. And then they stay there for like, you know, 10, 15 seconds or whatever. And that like, it's a completely different kind of way to work the muscle, but it's still completely working the muscle. And it's a legitimate way to like, you know, build, build muscle that way. Uh, I think, I think one of our big things that we're all stressing is that like, whatever you do is good as long as it's something. Yo, I wanted to, did I share the story with you guys about my yoga? Um, it's my first ever yoga experience. I, I don't remember. <laughs> no. Oh my God. All right. So this is off the record for those. As, <laughs> um, when, when I was in college, we had all the trainers would come in and do like a two week of like personal development, just kind of like hang out, learn stuff about the gym, learn stuff about like other trainers. And you just like hang out. So all the, all the trainers and stuff um, moved in like two weeks earlier. And I went out and like went so hard and partied and drank the most alcohol I feel like I've ever drank in my life at this, at this time. And the next day we had power yoga with this girl, Brittany and, you know, big shout out to Brittany. Cause she was a great yoga instructor and she was really, she was really strong and her, her sessions were intense. I didn't know this at first. So the next day I come into my first ever yoga. Oh, you learned that day though. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, I was, I was dead. I was in the middle of, it was like, it was like, I don't know where you're like in Cobra, but you're, you're in like a half push up. You're, you're not fully yeah. down mm-hmm. to the ground. I was just holding that. And all of a sudden, like I started feeling dizzy. Like I was about to like pass out. I remember I stood up in the middle of class with all the other trainers and stuff and just just power walk to the bathroom. I didn't even make it to the bathroom. I just sat next to the water fountain for a good like five minutes. I'm like, I'm like, whoo, okay, I can do this. I can go back in. Yeah, and I ended up like getting some water and going to do the last thing. And I'm like, can I just do corpse pose for the rest of the, <laughs> the session? She was like, yes, you can. I was like, all right, thank you so much. <laughs> I was not feeling good. Oh wow! Yeah, it, I, was, uh, it was hard. <laughs> I uh, I dated a yoga instructor a while back, and she took me to someone else's class that was hot yoga. Have you ever done hot yoga? No, I've just oh been my... hot in yoga. Man. Yeah, <laughs> well, I get sweaty in like normal temperatured rooms. Like, if it's not like a little cold in a room, I'm gonna start getting sweaty. Uh, so it was like minimum 90 degrees in this room might have been hotter they got these big heaters running and the doors are like sealed shut and it's it's like i i knew going into it you know she told me like oh we're gonna go do a hot yoga class with my you know my friend so and so whatever i don't remember and i was like okay hot yoga you know i'll get pretty sweaty but like halfway through the class not even like i think it might have been 45 minutes long so like maybe 20 minutes in was already to the point where like the entirety of my mat was just like slick like a pool floor after a pool party like it was it was disgusting and so much harder for the rest of class because like i could do i can i can handle a yoga class like i'm not i'm not that mobile or flexible but like i can you know sort of keep up as long as it's not like too power yoga like that like you know i'm not i'm not that good at yoga but like I, I was sweating so much that like I couldn't even like 
put my foot somewhere or else it would start slipping out from under me. Uh, but actually my brother is a yoga teacher and he, he is fantastic. And I took a class with this, that girl I was dating once that, uh, she taught and she was a good yoga teacher too. Like I, I give props to people who do yoga because it's very hard. It's not something that I do. And I respect people who are good at yoga. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I just wanted to, to address something too, because Andrew said it, you said it and I touched on it a little bit, but we were like speaking on how like finding something that works for you and do it in this age that we live in now, there's so much that like you can do and try to gain like just some form of exercise. Like if you're like Andrew said, you might be a competitive person, but you don't care about health. Well, I remember there was like orange theory fitness and I went and I, I applied there and I took a class and that was really cool. They showed the numbers of people's heart rates and like how many calories they were burning on a big screen and showed everybody in the class and it showed your like age bracket that you were in and you could, you were like competing in the class against other people to get like orange theory points. Huh? So it was like, it was a really sick idea because like now, like if you were a competitive person, you could get on the row machine and go like extra hard and try to like increase your caloric expenditure. Or I know there's like yoga and yoga and goats where people go do yoga with goats, you know, (laughs) or like they have the bubble soccer where you just run around and smash people in big bubble suits. Is it a bubble suit or is it like a big giant bubble? Like that goes over you, right? I think that you, you wear part of it. Like it sits close to you so that you're protected by it. It's not like just a whole open bubble, but I've never actually done it. Uh, I haven't done it either, but like, that's what I was saying. Like my, like we were saying before, find something you like to do. Like that's still exercise. Like find any, there's so much stuff now that you can do. That's classified as exercise, Zumba, like break dance, you know, hip hop dance class, there's stripper pole classes. Like, you know, there's so much. And if you can just find one thing that even if it sounds goofy, like, like benching with cats, like you just go into a place (laughs) and there's just a bunch of cats and you, (laughs) <laughs> like please don't steal that if that's not a thing we should do that andrew you should make powerlifting with cats and it's just like <laughs> there's just cats all around the gym that sounds so dangerous for the cat <laughs> well if they're strong then it's not dangerous <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that that flat back that cat back yeah gotta have, you know, downward, no downward dog here just straight up downward cat that's <laughs> one so andrew do you want to tell us the time where you were the most sore after a workout? Dude, honestly, they're both from high school soccer. <laughs> Let's hear it. First time ever really hitting the gym was my freshman year of soccer. And I remember I got partnered up with Ethan Miller uh-huh. and we were doing like a back and bicep workout. And I was trying to compete with Miller, who was, I think, what, he's two years older than me? Right. That was yeah, my grade. Either yeah, way. So, yeah. I think so. We were. T- Two years. Yeah. And so he was way stronger than I was. And I'm sitting here just doing these curls with him. And then, dude, the next day, like, I had chicken wings. I couldn't, <laughs> like, extend my arms past 90 degrees. And then another time, which is as comparably as sore, I was, I think, doing, like, a swim practice dry land in high school. And it was core. And, dude, the next day I woke up and I looked like a turtle walking around because I literally couldn't, like, fully stand up straight because my core was so tight. Like, I felt like I pulled muscles, like, all throughout my whole core. So that was just me being an out-of-shape high schooler doing in-shape stuff. <laughs> and then, she got smoked. And I think Miller, you being weaker than Miller, 
now. <laughs> it's like some <laughs> form of strength training. Yeah, he smoked me, dude. Dude, he's doing fucking some crazy shit marathon wise. Yeah, he really is. He's hard. He's doing some cool stuff. What about you, Phil? What's the worst soreness you've ever been, or the worst time for you? Uh, so I'll, I have one example that's very similar to yours, Andrew, but I'll give the other one first. Uh, so when I moved from Albuquerque to Houston, it was, uh, the fall of 2018. So I, uh, I moved into this apartment complex and, you know, it was, it was like a very hectic time and, you know, we were moving into a new place, new city, uh, and the apartment complex had a gym. So I told myself I would use the gym there. And I went maybe twice a month for like six months and I was barely doing anything when I did it. And I was keep, I was sort of keeping up with running, but I fell off for a little while and I think I was injured like right before we moved. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had, I had been basically like taking a lot of time off from the gym and, uh, what happened was, you know, at one point I finally was like, all right, I'm going to start researching. I'll find myself a gym to go to because using the one in the complex is not working. They didn't have that much equipment anyway. So I, uh, you know, I found a place, uh, eventually, but there was one time I visited this gym that was like way further away. Cause I was looking for a, you know, a specific thing that I eventually, you know, I was trying to find like a you know, a gym where like, there'd be really serious lifters, because I wanted motivation. But this place I went to was like half an hour away anyway. So I and ended up not going there. But my first time back, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this many sets of squats. And I'm gonna do it, you know, I'm gonna work up to, uh, you know, this weight. And both of those, you know, the sets, the reps, the weight that I picked, it was completely arbitrary. I, I didn't know as much then because it was like right before I started uh, trying to learn a lot more about, you know, training and stuff because it was right before I started getting certified. So it was um, like late, late fall. Maybe it might have been even like wintertime 2018, 2019. And I go to this gym and I, you know, I don't even remember exactly what the workout was, but I did squats and I must have been sore for like, like five days afterward, like go to walk and my leg locked up. And it was just... It was so bad because I was like, oh, yeah, I can train the same way I used to train, right? Like, you know, a, a whole bunch of sets of squats and, you know, he as heavy as I can go for this many reps, even though I'd been barely training for like six to eight months. Uh, and now I know so much more about how like that was way too much for the first day back. And, you know, that's that's the thing that did me in there. I was I was sore for like a week. I could barely walk. Uh, and then. The other example that I have that's so similar to yours, Andrew, is that the amount of core work that high school swimmers have to go through is just wild. Uh, I remember specifically not even what we would do. It would just be so much of the kind of thing where you're like, you're on your back and you're doing like flutter kicks or, you know, leg lifts and stuff, so much of that. And then we were also doing like, uh, you know, planks or sit-ups, bicycles, just like that kind of stuff. And like, you know, more options for like, oh my God, 45 minutes of core. And the next day, it was never that, it was always like we would do it and then it would be either after practice or, you know, before practice. And I wouldn't notice it as much that day, but it was always the next day where I'd be like sitting in my, my desk at school with like the, the desk part attached to the chair 
and I would be like laying back trying to like write and then I'd like go to sit up to like look at what I just wrote and I'd realize like oh wow I can't sit up right now and I'd have to like use my arms to like pull on the desk instead of like actually sitting up uh yeah so those are my my two examples of the most sore I've ever been that's that is nuts. That's that's funny that you guys had like the same swimmer story. Mine, I only have one instance where I was ever so like the sorest I've ever been in my life. <clears throat> and this was I was 18. Um, and my cousin's husband used to do MMA training. I think he still does it, but he might um I don't know if he does it anymore. Uh, but he took me, it was like Sunday at like three o'clock, right? So I got all ready, like I put on my like fit athletic gear. I go to do this MMA training. Um, and the time makes makes for a big a big difference. So we train for like an hour or like two hours. And in this training, I'm getting like slammed and just like thrown around. I was like probably 150 pounds. And they they didn't have like a weight class switch where it's like, oh, you train with people and like your weight class. They like, like, nah, we're old school. We're gonna r- grapple with people who are like hundred pounds heavier than you and stuff. Oh my God. So so I'm just wrestling like people who are like 100 pounds to like 250 and at one point we were doing a drill and i always say i've never felt true exhaustion but i got slammed on the ground i couldn't stand up the coach is like yelling at me he's like are you just gonna lay down in a fight and i go i don't think i can even physically stand up like i've never been that exhausted in my life so mind you like i go through this whole workout then we did like conditioning after it was the most intense like hour and a half of my life i get home probably at like 5 30 <clears throat> my mom asked me she goes hey d do you want like a sub from subway i'm like yeah yeah that sounds like a good idea i'll, I'll take a sub from subway i'm like i'm gonna go lay down for a little bit so i lay down i wake up which i thought was two hours later at 6 30 but it was actually 6 30 a.m the next day i slept from like 5 p.m to like 7 p.m 7 a.m the next day and i get up and i'm Whoa. eating this sandwich and I'm like, I can't move my body. I'm like, I almost feel like I can't move my body. So I'm laying in bed like I got to get up and eat. Like I, I'm so hungry. And I physically couldn't move my body. So my mom like wakes up and she's like, she comes and she's like, hey, it's time for school. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Time for school? Like, dude, you got to go to your, your classes. Like, I'm like, what time is it? She's like, it's, I was like, isn't this like 7 p.m.? She goes, no, dude, it's the next day. You've been sleeping for like 18 hours. Oh, <laughs> I literally just passed out and like almost slept a whole day. Just literally died. Body hurt. And it was because it was like in the winter months. So mm-hmm. it, it got dark out earlier. So, so like I personally thought it was like 6 p.m., but it was the next day. That, that must be so disorienting. I was I've so had that happen before with like when you nap and it's like it's light and then it's dark and you're like, what? What day is it? I don't even yeah. know what's going on. Bro, my body was in so much pain, like literally every single muscle. I couldn't move my head left or right. Like <laughs> my legs, my knees were sore. I felt like a typical old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that's the that was the sorest I've ever been in my life. And that was the most disoriented I think I've ever been in my life. <laughs> so it was like it was a two for one special <laughs> for me. Yeah. What's going on, guys? That was a fitness roundtable with Andrew, KMNBarbell.com, Phil, Yawstraining.com, and Dion, ActiveGamerFitness.com. The roundtable is more of a discussion than anything. We hope you enjoyed. Leave a like and subscribe. Stay fit, stay strong, stay educated.